Welcome to the Blessed Journey. My name is Adam Barillet. Join me as we venture back down the path into nature to discover her magic. Let's learn from the animals, heal with the plants, and feel the crystals. When the moon becomes full, let us gaze up to the stars and find our answers in the darkness. There are so many secrets that Mother Nature has for us. Let's go and find them together. Welcome to the Blessed Journey. This week I want to start off with a bit of a story for you. A story about a goddess who the Greeks called Demeter or the Romans called Ceres. Now she was the goddess of fertility, nourishment and nurturing. And her role here on planet Earth was to wander across the Earth and bless all the plants with their fertility. She would encourage the grains to grow, the flowers to blossom and bloom, the fruits to grow on the trees. And of course, she was a vital goddess because without her nourishing all the plants in the world, humanity wouldn't have food to eat. Now, she had a beautiful young daughter who the Greeks called Persephone, or the Romans called Persepina. And along with uh, Demeter, mother and daughter would wander across the earth, blessing everything. Now, one day, Persephone was out in a field with some of her handmaidens, just playing, making flower wreaths, having a beautiful time, when suddenly the earth opened from down under. And Hades the god of the underworld, also known as Pluto by the Romans, grabbed Persephone, took her on his chariot down into the underworld, basically kidnapped her, and none of the handmaidens knew what had happened. It just happened so quickly. Now, as soon as Demeter realised that her daughter had gone missing, she started to get worried. She had to search across the earth, trying to find her daughter. She looked everywhere, and no one could find her. Not even the goddess Hecate, who knew all the answers, was able to see what had happened because she wasn't anywhere on the earth. Now, as time went on, Ceres got more and more concerned about the well-being of her daughter. And as she was so, you know, in anguish looking for her daughter, she forgot her godly role of blessing the earth with fertility. And what happened is the plants stopped to grow. They stopped to blossom, they stopped to fruit, and humanity started to go hungry. And for the first time ever on Earth, we had our first winter. Now, Zeus, or Jupiter, the top god up in Olympus, was looking down on the planet and looking what was happening to all of humanity. And he got rather worried. And that's, you know, without food, without the plants flourishing, humanity wouldn't survive much longer in this winterous time. So... He did a bit of looking around and he realised that it was his brother, Hades or Pluto, that had taken Persephone into the underworld. So he went and had a chat to his brother and said, listen, I need to let Persephone go. She needs to go back up onto the earth, otherwise her mother is going to destroy the planet by not doing her role. But in this time that Persephone had spent time in the underworld, she had actually fallen quite happy and fallen in love with Hades and she'd you know he was the king of the underworld and she'd kind of become his queen and so in the end a deal was struck that 
Persephone would spend half the year up with her mother on Earth and half the year down in the underworld with Hades or Pluto. And this is how the Greeks and Romans come to understand the seasons of the year. On the spring equinox, Persephone arises from the underworld back onto the earth and we start to see this flourishing of flowers and plants and all fertility across the earth. And then on the autumn equinox each year, Persephone will descend back into the underworld to be with her king and to help with the roles down there. But Ceres, also known as Demeter, mourns this time and is unable to do her role. And that explains how we have our autumn and our winter. And this is one of the most beautiful stories I've heard that really explains how our, our ancestors understood the, the cycles of nature and what was happening and why the earth would change through these seasons. Now, the interesting thing is, of course, we have these different gods and goddesses have been allocated planets and astrological um, bodies. And Ceres actually is an asteroid. She is one of the largest asteroids in our solar system. She's found in the asteroid belt, which is a large kind of a ring, a freeway of asteroids between Mars and Jupiter. And Ceres exists there. Ceres is actually going into retrograde this week. And when she goes into retrograde, Ceres governs our ability to nurture and nourish. So as she goes into retrograde this week, what you may start to find is that first of all, relationships may start to cool off. And this may bring up some issues for you about mothering and nurturing, in fact. It's possible that you'll start to feel like everyone is neglecting you or disregarding your needs. And this is a really great time to start exploring your childhood relationship with your mother. Uh, the early maternal relationship can often have a powerful impact on us on later life, as we know. Um, and if you didn't feel nourished by your mother when you were young, this may lead to not nourishing yourself later on. For example, when a child is born, they perceive their mother as perfect. And if their mother is not there for them, the baby determines that this is because they are not worthy of their mother's perfect attention. This imprint can be carried th um, through life and lead to a lack of self-love, fertility issues, and the ability to manifest in adulthood. So by simply becoming aware of this phenomenon, it can give rise to your ability to realize this imprint's effect on your current life. So if you find that, you're, um, you, know, that you have low self-esteem, you have fertility issues, that you end up getting in relationships where you're give, give, giving and not receiving back, um, and you have problems with manifestation or having abundance in your life, it could be back to this core imprint that you believe, I don't deserve it. So this is a time to also look at your relationship, not just with your mother, but with other people and substances such as food or drugs and unhealthy patterns such as addictions, abusive tendencies, neglect, codependency, all those types of things. Because what we're looking at is we're looking at what outside of ourselves are we using to nurture ourselves and feel better? And so as Ceres goes into retrograde for the next few months, and pretty much to the end of the year, this is a really great time for you to look at how can you nurture yourself? How can you be there? That if everyone, you know, because you will find relationships will cool off. As these relationships cool off, how can you be there for yourself and nourish yourself that it doesn't matter what's happening for everyone else? So this is a really interesting time. And then, of course, we have also a new moon 
occurring in the next few days. Now, this new moon is in Libra and is starting a lunar cycle where it will culminate with a full moon in Aries. Aries is about selfhood, about looking after oneself. So there's a real big theme about putting yourself first, nourishing yourself first. This new moon in Libra is interesting. Libra is the sign that governs relationships and the balance and the equilibrium in them. If you think about the symbol for Libra, what is it? It's the scales. In fact, of all the zodiac signs, it's the only zodiac sign that symbol is an inanimate object. All the others are either humans or animal form in some way or a mythical being. But the scales is all about getting that balance. And so this is a really great time about get, looking at balance between you give into the world and receive into the world. So on the new moon, I always encourage you to sit outside and kind of think about the lunar cycle ahead. Think about the full moon that's coming up and think about what you need to give to yourself. And the question I want you to ponder is, how can being myself and how can looking after myself be a gift to other people? Hmm. Ponder that. How can being myself and nurturing myself be a gift to other people? And toy with that question. Now, as you know, here is a tradition on the Blessed Journey. I would never break it because it seems that everyone loves, loves this tradition. We like to do oracle card readings. So give you a bit of guidance, okay? And we'll kind of fit around these themes of being ourselves, looking after ourselves, nurturing ourselves, nourishing ourselves, not relying on others to be the nurturer. Um, you know, um, I, I, I saw a, an inspirational talker on Instagram who's talking about, you know, stop relying on other people to make you happy. You need to make yourself happy. Because if you're always relying on other people, guess what? You're handing over your power, first of all, and most probably you're going to be disappointed. And that's a lot of weight to carry for someone else to be in charge of your happiness. You're an adult. You can do it yourself. So today I'm going to be reading from my new deck, the Magic of the Essential Oils cards. Um, I've had some people contacting me going, I'd like to know more about it. What's in the guidebook? How do the cards work? And that type of thing today. So I'm gonna, I've pulled the 12 different cards based on 12 different essential oils for the 12 different um, zodiac signs. And I've actually got the guidebook open in front of me as well. And I'm going to kind of paraphrase and read from the guidebook just to not, not because I'm cheating, um, but just so you get an idea of the content of what's in the guidebook. And if you want to grab yourself a copy, they're available for pre-order now, and we're hoping to get them out by Christmas. Of course, you can imagine with COVID and the pandemic, um, you may have heard that the problems with shipping things around the world at the moment, there have been some challenges. So we're hoping for Christmas. That's what my fingers are crossed for. And that's what the projections are at the moment. But I'll keep you updated with that once you've got your copy. So shall we begin? We, as per tradition as well, we're going to start with Libra, since the new moon is in Libra, and then work our way around the zodiac signs. If you're new to the show and you haven't heard a new moon readings show before, um, what I try and do is not just make it relevant to the people that are listening. So you don't have to sit here patiently until it's your zodiac sign. I hope to throw in some different ideas and ways that you can work with each of the essential oils as well. So today you're going to learn about 12 essential oils, and one will be just a little bit more relevant to you, and maybe some will be relevant to some other people you know in your life as well. So Librans, the card that came up for you today, or the essential oil that came up for you today, it's Roman chamomile. And I like to start with a bit of a, a, a you know, an interesting kind of 
comical or playful line in the guidebook. And so the line for Roman chamomile is a gentle nudge can be more powerful than a shove. So when we're looking at Roman chamomile, we're first of all looking at things to do. It's associated with being a floral oil. It's associated with the emotions, with feelings and love. So we're looking at being a bit gentle with our emotions here. It's to do with the throat chakra. Uh, so the throat chakra is very much about expression, sharing of information, and also our ability to listen. So it might be a bit about quietening just either the way you deliver your messages or just listening to people a little bit more. It is to do, it's governed by the moon being a white petaled flower. So this is obviously to do with the intuition and stillness and introspection. And it's cancer, so the sign of cancer. So um, this is the area of life that cancer governs. It's our family and our support network and our home life. So what's a divinatory message when Roman chamomile comes up? Basically, a gentle approach will work best right now. The other interesting thing about Roman chamomile is it's actually an abundance oil. It's a golden oil when we just steam distill these flowers. And so good fortune is actually near right now. Where um, It encourages you or asks you, where are you being pushed to do something that is not in alignment with who you are? Are you feeling the pressure to conform to family or societal values? Find some quietness within and listen to what, you're re- what you really desire yearn and must do follow your own heart rather than go the direction of others listen and hear what people truly mean by their words go easy on yourself and go easy on other people and consider how you can lessen the detrimental impact on your environment so i'd really encourage you to look at this being a bit gentle with yourself not getting forced into doing different things right now so you know when we lean into this Librans are known to be people pleasers. And as we look at this new moon in Libra, we're looking at how can being myself be a gift to other people. So I want you to look at, with working with Roman chamomile Librans, how can you be a bit more gentle on yourself? Do not try and please everyone else. Do you know what? I found, I remember this great quote that was offered to me um, that was, most things in life need constant attention. And that, first of all, to me, sounds really, really exhausting. Like, oh, how can I keep everything in my life that I know, all the people, all, you know, in my personal life, in my professional life, my pets, my, you know, myself and all those, how can I keep them happy all the time? I can't. And so what I can do is I can look after myself and whatever interactions I manage with other people, it's going to be more potent and more powerful and more effective. And so what I'm encouraging you now right now and why Roman Kalmar's come up with you is just, just go easy. You're not going to please everyone. But if you can look after yourself and be a bit gentle with yourself and do what you need to do and nourish yourself, then you're going to have so much more to offer people. So I'd also encourage you, if you have Roman Kamal, remember that you also want to make sure that when you are working with essential oils, two-thirds of essential oils are not sourced from plants. They're made in laboratories. They're just fake made. And they've put different chemicals together that smell like Roman Kamal or another essential oil. So make sure you do your research. And if you want help finding a pure essential oil, reach out to me and I can help direct you because there's a lot of problems out there. That final third that are from the plants, Sometimes they're adulterated. Sometimes the farmers aren't paid right. They're from the wrong place. There's a whole range of different things that can go wrong. And in the world, there's no 
legislation on correct labeling of essential oils. So you can't trust the label, unfortunately. But I want you to grab some Roman chamomile and I want you to breathe it in. Now, if you love the smell of Roman chamomile, this really suggests to me that you're ready to embrace that more harmonious ways to interact with others, the world, and yourself. If you hate the smell of Roman chamomile, this shows that somewhere, maybe overall or maybe in some aspect of your life, that you're tending to force um, or use aggression or dominance or pressure to get your way. And that's not going to work for you right now. So what I'd encourage you to do is each night add a bit of Roman chamomile to your diffuser. It's a strong oil, so you don't need a lot. Also mix a little bit with a moisturizing cream or a carrier oil and rub it on the soles of your feet. And or add a drop to your nighttime moisturizer and rub that in as well. Roman chamomile we know is great for helping us get a good night's sleep. And I just want you to repeat as you do that. I nurture. I am nurtured. I nurture. I am nurtured. So Roman chamomile would be really great for you to work with. Now you can drink chamomile tea. That's going to be great. But what you'll find with essential oil, it's normally 50 to 70 times more potent than just the plant itself. And so the, the dried um, flowers and leaves of the Roman chamomile, it's not going to be as potent. It'll work in the meantime as a true Roman chamomile. If you want to work with um, crystals to so bring in a crystal in, blue lace agate's going to work really well. And if you want to kind of lean into some animal wisdom as well, then I'd really lean into the wisdom of deer. If we think about deers, they're very noble, they're very powerful, very strong, but at the same time, they have that gentleness about them. Right, let's move on to our next sign. So our next sign is Scorpio. And Scorpio is the essential oil that came up for you was yuzu. So what happens when we look at yuzu? This is an interesting citrus oil. You may not have heard of it before. Most citrus oils do grow you know, in warmer climates, um, but this one's actually more native to places such as China and Japan and can actually grow. It's one of the hardiest in cold environments. Um, the tree itself will often have thorns on it, but you get these beautiful yellow fruit. And they're used for a whole range of different things for, you know, culinary-wise, but also they'll make baths with the essential oil um, in Asia as a nice cleanser. And what I really love is in this harsh, cold environment on a thorny tree, these beautiful, bright yellow fruit. And that really kind of captures the essence of yuzu. It's very much about the essence to shine in the darkness, to glow in the darkness, no matter what's happening to you as well. Now, if you're wondering where to get yuzu essential oil, it can be a bit of a harder one because it's not as popular a fruit. It's not farmed as much or available as much. Um, you will find it in different blends. You know, one of my favorite blends that doTERRA has with yuzu is called Motivate. And so you can just work with Motivate as well. Or if you have yuzu essential oil, either will work really well. So what what energies dance around or can we kind of lean into or look at when we're working with yuzu? Well, first of all, being a fruit oil, it's associated with the element of fire. So we're looking at passion, transformation, action and vitality. How do we bring change and transformation into our lives? Being a yellow fruit, it's associated with the solar plexus power, so, um, or the solar plexus chakra. So the solar plexus chakra is our inner sun. It's about our ability, our personal power, our radiance, how well we cooperate with other people, how sociable we feel about other people, how our light shines out in the world. Being a citrus as well, it's also associated with the sun. So it's very solar 
And then it's also to do with Leo. Leo has this leisure and children and affection. That's the aspect of life, our leisure life or our pleasure life or our ability to play in life. That's exactly what Yuzu governs. So Scorpio, what is the message that Yuzu has for you? Basically, someone needs to be the ray of light in the darkness and that someone is you. So a tendency to conform is um, stifling you right now. And it's time for you to break free from norms and standards and search for your own truth and allow that to illuminate you, to shine bright. Have the courage to step out and to be independent. Be wary of influences around you and the impact that they have. So do not be scared to ask questions. Try a softer approach. Be present in the moment. You are significant and worthy. And try dancing a little bit more. And the fact that you're listening to this podcast would suggest to me that obviously you have some spiritual inclinations. Often what we find is when we are drawn to spirituality that everyone in our circles, our partner, our family, you know, our colleagues that we work with may not be on exactly the same wavelength as us. Hopefully you have some other people that are, but not everyone is. And what you may find is other people that are dealing with their own stresses, whether it be what's happening in the world or what's just happening in their own personal life, they tend to take a darker approach because they don't have that hope. They don't have that optimism that maybe you have um, available to you in, um, you know, through your spiritual learnings and, and that type of thing as well. And so Yuzu is very much about don't let others' shadow dull your light, to break free from that and to be that shining beacon of light, to show people hope and faith in that way. And so really encouraging to do that. Now, if you have some Yuzu, inhale it. And if you love it, it would suggest that you're ready you know, to align with this oil and to start shining brighter in the world. If you hate it and have a real rejection with it, then this would suggest that there is this strong need to conform and that's preventing you from thinking for yourself and finding your own truth and your own light. So just look at where other people's influences are dampening you if you don't like the smell of yuzu. So a practice that I like to give everyone if they're working with yuzu is each morning grab a drop of yuzu or doTERRA's motivate blend and put that on your solar plexus chakra and affirm to yourself i am free to create a life that inspires and excites me i am free to create a life that inspires and excites me and you can alter that affirmation to you know if it resonates a little bit more with you in one way or another and then to continue creating an uplifting um energy around your space Diffusing Yuzu or Diffusing Motivate um, can be really powerful as well. If you're looking for um, you know, a crystal to work with, this works really well with Yellow Tourmaline. Yellow Tourmaline helps to harmonize and bring balance to that solar plexus chakra that Yuzu resonates with. And the Cheetah. A Cheetah is about getting out there, being dynamic, bursting forward and being brave and, and you know, doing things quickly and, and being empowered in that way as well. So you can call on the energy of the Cheetah, look at the wisdom of Cheetah, you can Google Cheetah Totem. Um, on the internet, and you'll find lots of different resources that show you how to connect with Cheetah in that way. If you don't have access to Yuzu or Motivate Blend by doTERRA, other options you can use. Now remember, every oil is different because every person is different, so is every oil. But lemon, lime, neroli, summer savory, or white grapefruit would be worthy substitutes if you did need one immediately. So Scorpio, there you go, you got Yuzu. Moving on to Sagittarius now, and Sagittarians, you got Tulsi, which is also known as Holy Basil. Now, this is quite an exciting one because um, this is an oil that is now 
permanent with doTERRA. They had it as a limited addition oil for the last year or so and kind of sprung up occasionally. But due to developing the relationships and supporting more Indian farmers, um, we now have this as a full-time oil. And I love this oil because it's great for, I have to find when I'm exhausted, when I'm scattered, when I'm doing too much, Tulsi really helps to hone me in. The phrase that I introduced Tulsi with in the um, companion book that comes with the magic of essential oils oracle deck is called, or, or it says, it is time to reclaim the throne of your life, your highness. So what energies do we look at when we look at Tulsi? So being a basil, the oil is steam distilled from the leaves, so it's associated with the element of air. So it's very much about intellect, mental uh, um, beliefs, mindsets, perspectives, and paradigms. Really, really important as we kind of um, explore this one. It's a very spiritual oil. It has very sacred uses and connotations um, in Hinduism, uh, where it is, you know, native to in India. Um, so it's associated with the crown chakra. It is associated with Jupiter. And Jupiter, remember, being the largest planet in our solar system is very much about luck, expansion and ascension. Um, and it's also governed by Sagittarius. So you've actually got one of the oils that resonates with you, Sagittarius. And of course, the Sagittarian aspect of life is our social life, travel, philosophy, uh, and the future, and our networks. So what's the divinatory meaning of Tulsi? So how can you best pivot with the current challenge? You need to be willing to change. Resist getting caught up in the short-term worries at the detriment of your long-term goals. There is a need for an emotional, mental, or spiritual catharsis or purging. Redirecting your energy being consumed with agitate or redirect the energy being consumed with agitation or frustration with others back to your own passions. And this is I, I, when I was talking about Tulsi on social media a couple of weeks ago. Um, I think the post did rather well. People really quite enjoyed my videos because I basically was saying Tulsi is the oil for helping you deal with dickheads because there's always going to be dickheads in the world. But how are you going to deal with the dickheads? You're going to get caught up in what the dickheads are doing. And whether it be the politicians, whether it be, you know, people at work, whether it be people on the roads, they're always going to annoy you. But when you're worrying about what someone else is doing, you're not worrying about what you're doing. And you see, Tulsi teaches you that you are a light worker and you're here to devote your life to being a bright light in the world. So all will turn out well if you stop worrying about dickheads. I don't use the word dickheads in my guidebook. <laughs> I feel that people, once they get to know me, they understand. But if they haven't met me and they buy the guidebook and I've got dickheads everywhere, it could kind of go a little bit sideways and they might not be a fan of it. So basically what it's saying that if you can rise above the pessimism, you'll find more love, prosperity and luck coming your way. Be the vibrational match of what you want to attract in your day. So I'd really encourage you to get hold of some Tulsi. And if you need a hand with that, reach out to me. Um, but Tulsi is, as you inhale it in, it's got a really complex aroma. Some people, including myself, can smell notes of um, cacao or chocolate in there. Um, it doesn't have chocolate in there. It just it smells a bit like it. Um, but if you love it, it shows that you are ready to rise above the stress and agitation of everyday challenges in order to establish a clear long-term vision. Remember that crown chakra that this is associated with? It's about what am I here to do? Now, if you hate it, this would suggest that you get into the habit of getting caught up in other people's dramas that derail your own life plans. 
So what I'd really encourage all Sagittarians to do with Tulsi, but or anyone else who feels called to work with it right now, anoint it on the soles of your feet, over your adrenals, I use it for adrenal fatigue, up and down your spine and on your crown. As you affirm, with ease and grace, I navigate my day. With ease and grace, I navigate my day. The crystals that rec- work um, that work really, really well with Tulsi. The first one is known as Charite. Now, Charite is a violet crystal that helps us to find out what are we here to do. So if you're feeling a bit lost, Charite can be really great. There's also another one called pink, uh, sorry, Purple Scapolite. And Purple Scapolite has a really quite joyous energy. It's like, let's get back to your joy and, and being that light in that way. So if you need direction, work with Charite. If you need a bit of joy and refining your joy, work with Purple Scapolite. The animal guide that comes through when I work with Tulsi is the falcon. And you've got this big, powerful bird of prey flying, you know, over over the mountains and over the world and being able to see that bigger perspective, that greater perspective. Don't get caught up in small little things in that way. So that is your guidance for you, Sagittarius. So then we move on to good old Capricorns. And Capricorns, the oil that has come up for you this month is lime. So the phrase that I start the lime chapter with is small minds discuss people. Average minds discuss events, while great minds discuss ideas. And there seems to be a bit of a theme carrying on about worrying about what other people are doing. And obviously there are some controversial things happening around the world with global warming, with the pandemic, but how can you stand up and be counted rather than just being a whinger and a complainer or a keyboard warrior or getting caught up in other people's issues? So what energies are associated with lime? Again, being a fruit like our yuzu, it's to do with fire. So that passion, that transformation, it's about let's getting things done. Being a green fruit, though, this is to do with the heart chakra. So this is really interesting because this is, you know, Ceres has a lot of heart chakra energy, as does the new moon in Libra. So this is really great for you, Capricorns. So, of course, the heart chakra governs giving and receiving of love and value and also our ability to nurture. It's associated with the sun. So growth, brilliance, divine masculine energy, and Leo, which is that leisure, pleasure, and play aspect of life as well. So what's the divinatory meaning of lime? Gossiping, rotten attitudes, or vile thoughts are creating your suffering. So are you scratching around with the chickens, or are you flying up there with the falcons and the eagles? Stop blaming other people for your current situation. Surround yourself with what inspires you. So Capricorns, I'd really encourage you to work out what inspires you, what really lights you up, and surround yourself with that. Are you aware of how inspiring you are? Remember, you're inspiring other people, and it's kind of a ripple effect. Do you know how many people uh, um, are inspired by your example? Create room for happiness and honesty in your life with others as well as yourself. Give equal weight to the heart and the mind. Even if you feel defeated, do not give up. Pass on unwanted possessions to someone who will benefit from them more. So breathe in some, get some lime essential oil, breathe it in. And if you're really loving it, it's showing that you are ready to compassionately open your heart and embrace the greater experiences of life. That You're not going to kind of scratch around with the chickens anymore. If you don't like lime for some reason, it will show to me that you're accepting a low standard of health Thoughts or living, your, your vibration is way too low and lime really helps to lift it up. Lime is used in Malaysia especially. It is said that evil spirits hate the scent of lime and so it really helps to get rid of things that are no longer serving us. So a really great practice to work with, with lime is each morning anoint some lime over your heart 
and then just really take some deep breaths of inhaling that refreshing aroma of lime. Start to feel yourself dispel negative um, energies around you and open your heart to deeper compassion for yourself and for other people. And affirm something like, my zest for life keeps me grateful and engaged. My zest for life keeps me grateful and engaged. And again, like Yuzu, supporting this practice by diffusing lines throughout the day is going to be really powerful for you. The crystal that works really well is turquoise. Turquoise is often seen or known as the br- it creates a bridge to heaven or the bridge to the gods. It connects us back with our spirituality. It's high in copper and copper gets love flowing. It helps to bring back that joy and that freedom and that good aspects of life. So turquoise would be a great crystal for you to work with. If you're looking for an animal guide to lean into, look to the wisdom of antelope. Again, antelopes, they have that ability to jump high. They're very aware of what's happening. They're very in the moment. Um, they can jump over obstacles and very agile. It's about being be, being that lightened. You know, Although they're large animals, they're quite light on their feet. And that's going to really help you with that kind of energy of lighten up and don't get dragged down into this pessimism and this negativity and this darkness right now. So Capricorns, in order for you to be successful, it's time for you to up the standard and start living a higher vibration life. And you'll find that will start to emanate out and attract a better life for you now. So how you can nurture yourself in looking at this theme of nurturing is basically by surrounding yourself by what inspires you. People and things that inspire you are going to be really quite beneficial for you right now. Moving on to Aquarius. And Aquarius, the card that came up for you was the beautiful blue lotus. This is an essential oil that can be, it's a limited time oil. It comes out occasionally with doTERRA, but absolutely magical and divine. Of course, gifted to us from that beautiful plant that is, um, you know, grows out of the murky, muddy waters and grows towards the sun and has, you know, you get lotuses in many different colors, the pinks, the whites, but this is the blue lotus. So when we look at the energies of blue lotus, you know, being a flower, it's to do with the element of water and probably more so than any other floral oil, blue lotus has a real strong attachment to our emotions because it actually grows upon the water and through the water as well. This is a high vibration oil and works with our chakras above our crown so we're looking here at our soul star chakra and our stellar gateway chakra these are chakras that actually connect us to all that is out in the universe our guides um the akashic records that type of thing so it's got this real kind of galactic energy about it um it's associated with the asteroid juno now juno was jupiter's wife also known by uh hera uh, to the greeks and she while zeus or jupiter was running around giving his love to everyone and cheating on her left, right and center. She remained loyal to her word. And so Juno governs our morality, our loyalty and our commitment. And the Lotus is actually sacred to her. And so this is, you know, don't get Juno wrong. She often punished people who didn't respect the marriage vow um, between her and her husband. And you hear all these stories about turning other poor, you know, people that have been seduced by Zeus into rocks or animals or all different creatures and that kind of thing. So it's very much about being true to your word and being honorable and moral in that way. And it's associated with our spirituality. It's such a spiritual flower. So when we're looking at what the message of Blue Lotus is to you, Aquarius, it's that now is a time for you to rise up. Ignore the critics and the fans and follow your own inner callings towards your version of heaven. 
because there's always going to be people that like you and don't like you, Aquarius. But one thing I love about Aquarians is they do have that individual nature. Really lean into that and just do what you know you need to do. Remain loyal to what you love. Listen to your emotions, but do not let them control your life. So one thing that's really interesting about the blue lotus flower is that it actually grows above the water. It's not submerged in the water, so it's not submerged in the emotional realm. It rises above it, but has a healthy respect and needs the water. So use your emotions to guide you to show you what's right and what's not right for you, but don't allow yourself to be swept up and drowned in your emotions. Um, If it fills you with joy, then pursue it. Trust your ability to heal and make magic happen. Take some time to sit quietly by yourself under the star-filled sky each night. It will be very beneficial for you as well. And so just nurture yourself by, you know, honouring your... I guess how you can nurture yourself, Aquarius, is by honouring yourself right now. Blue Lotus is a really great one when we love it. It really shows you're ready to kind of focus on your magical capabilities to improve your life and make the world a better place. You know... When you don't like the smell of blue lotus, it's suggesting that you're addicted to the stories and the memories of the past, and they're stopping you from ascending into your greater future. You're getting caught up in all that emotionality in that way. And you know how I open this page on, in the guidebook of the Magic of Essential Oils guidebook, um, the top line is, it's time to rise above the muck. And that's very true for you, Aquarians. The, we can't nurture ourselves in a, in a bad environment. And so for you, it's really important for you to start rising up above that to, you know, follow your own truth, nurture yourself, listen to your emotions. If it feels good, it's right for you. If it doesn't feel good, it's not right for you. A really great thing to do is just anoint yourself with blue lotus each day. It's a beautiful natural fragrance. And just say, today, I rise to my full potential. Um, And it's also a really great one to anoint the soles of your feet at bedtime. I find when I do that, I actually have more, um, more vivid dreams. I really, really love it. If you want to bring in some crystals, um, tanzanite, which really helps us to reprioritize what it's sometimes nicknamed the workaholic stones are really good for people that work too much and their, um, priorities get lopsided, um, star sapphires as well. So these beautiful sapphires that have this beautiful star shining in them is, has a very galactic, very spiritual energy. Really nice. The animal, I think, works perfectly with blue lotus and is also sacred to Juno, is the peacock. So the peacock is, again, shows its beauty, rises up at that beautiful tail feathers, but also the eye on each feather has often been associated with protection. Because if you had a thousand eyes, you'd see absolutely everything. And peacock is said to see everything. And so by working with this peacock energy, we are proud of who we are. We rise up and we can see clearly. We're not caught in the emotionality and the muck and all that kind of thing. So that's a really you know profound kind of way to look at what blue lotus can guide you in. And that's going to really serve you right now, Aquarius. So I'd lean into that. Pisces, the card that came up for you was Copaiba. Copaiba is an amazing essential oil. It's gifted to us by the resin of several trees in South America. The Copaiba trees, there's about three or four different species that all give us very similar essential oils. Um, Copaiba is often compared to CBD oil. There are, um, there are chemistry um, constituents that are similar um, in CBD oil and Copaiba essential oil. Um, and the impact can be very similar as well. Um, Copaiba is very calming to the, imbi- to the entire body as well as the mind. And so it's an amazing essential oil. But this is what's come up for you, 
Pisces that Copa Ibu would be really nice for you to lean into right now. Now with doTERRA, um, they have it in a 15ml bottle where you can diffuse it or you can mix it with fractionated coconut oil and use that topically. They've now just released a roller of it that's already diluted in carrier oil. So you can roll that on the body, roll it on the chakras, roll it on your face. It's brilliant. And there's also um, a capsule, a soft gel, where you can actually take it internally. And I have one or two of them each night, which is absolutely great. When we look at Copa Eva, the energies being a resonant is to do with Akasha. It's to do with who we are, the core essence of who we are, our potentiality and what's our inner drive. Copa Eva being such a deep kind of... Um, potently powerful oil it really works well with our below chakras so these are things like our earth star chakra and our incarnator chakra helping us to really understand our relationship on the earth today and how it's been in the past and how it might even be in the future as well it's associated with pluto now again pluto is about that inner drive about that shadow self that metamorphosis pluto although being out in the cold depths of the far reaches of our solar system actually has a volcanic energy about this power that's hiding in the darkness kind of thing. And it's um, Copa Iba is associated with the House of Scorpio. And the House of Scorpio, again, is that aspect of life that we're not exploring. So Copa Iba is really encouraging you to explore the parts of yourself that you've left um, unexplored at this point in time. So what's the divinatory meaning in the guidebook for Copa Iba? Basically, you are giving too much attention to the past or the future, and missing out on the moment before you. Acknowledge and face feelings of guilt, shame, inadequacy, fear, self-loathing, and other cumbersome beliefs that you are carrying, and offer forgiveness to both yourself and to others. In the center of the chaos is where you'll find peace. Stop wondering for what you think about, you bring about. Get to the core of who you are and what you need and find some ways to soothe your body. So really just drop into that core and, and, and lying in the eye of the storm is going to really serve you well right now, Pisces. Now, if you inhale Copa Ibo and you really love it, it shows that you kind of have this desire to release all that fear, that worry, that anxiety and gain, um, you know, I guess experience greater inner peace. Really, that's where Copa Ibo wants to take you to greater peace. If you're not a fan of Copa Eva, if you're not liking it, then somewhere you're blocking that there's some emotional wounding that you're carrying that's impacting your ability to find that inner peace. And that somehow your poor me stories um, that you're kind of telling are actually serving you in some way. Are you feeling loved because people will, will give you attention? It's probably not the best attention because no one really wants to hang around with someone who's always whinging and complaining. So there's a bit of a practice that I like to teach with Copa Eber, and it's a bit of a long one in the guidebook. I think it's the longest practice, but let me share that with you right now. So place three drops of Copa Eber in your hands. Massage some on the back of your neck, the soles of your feet, and then inhale the aroma. Take a moment to contemplate who you are. Start to strip away the labels you have adopted, such as partner, citizen, teacher, yogi, etc. All these roles can change as relationships and jobs come and go. So this is not who you truly are at a soul level. These, these roles also come with restrictive expectations on who you should be. As you sit quietly, ask the question, who am I? To find out who you are, 
contemplate who you are not. So I hope that makes sense. We we say we're these different things, but then there's, you know, if you're a partner, or a husband or a wife, for example, there's a good there's definitions of what you think a good wife or a good husband is and, and a bad one. And then you feel restricted by that and you've got to live up to that expectation. But, you know, you don't have to be that. Those are just labels and we, we kind of put ourselves in boxes and it restricts us. And Copa Iba is about, let's just cut away some of that. Let's get away all the feelings of guilt of not being a good wife, not being a good parent, not being a good whatever it may be, or a good woman. All the different things. Just let that go. And just find some peace in who you are is who you are. And that's okay. And in trying to work out who you are, it's not so much trying to get to that destination of going, ah, I know who I am. What the, what the purpose really is, is stripping away who you're not and stop attaching yourself to that. I hope that makes sense. If you'd like to work with a crystal, the crystal that works really well with Copa Eva is Elat Stone. E-I-L-A-T Stone. Um, check it out on my YouTube channel. It's a combination of, uh, uh, what's in there? Chrysocolla, uh, Azurite, Malachite, Pseudo-Malachite and Turquoise. So we've got different greens and blues that run through it. It's a national stone of Israel. It really helps... Um, Whereas Quantum Quattro, you may have heard me talk about that crystal before, is really good for emotional liberation, emotional healing. This really helps you on a more a mental way, step up to be that leader and that, that better version of yourself, that undefined, true, wholesome, sovereign being. The animal uh, that works really well with Elat Stone is the baboon. And baboons are often associated with wisdom, with knowledge. They're sometimes associated with gods like the Egyptian god Toph um, and others. And, you know, even in the good old Lion King, Rafiki, the baboon, was the wise one. So it's about having that wisdom, having that confidence, knowing who you are. And they say that's the greatest wisdom you can have is understanding yourself, know thyself. And baboons also had that real independence about them as well. So, and they'll fight for what they believe in. So baboon's a really great one to lean into. So there you go, Pisces. That is the, um, the oil for you to work with right now and remember if you want to see these um, images just basically jump onto my Facebook or my Instagram and I will post these on the day that the podcast comes out so that you can really kind of get get a feel for the cards get a feel for the energy of it see the artwork and of course if you'd like to support my work you can jump on my website at adambarrelay.com and pre-order your copy as well we're halfway through the readings we're going to take a short break and then we're going to come back and we're going to jump back around and start with Aries and work through everyone so everyone gets an essential oil reading for this new moon in Libra. You're listening to The Blessed Journey with Adam Barillet. You're listening to The Blessed Journey with Adam Barillet. And as per tradition, as we proceed towards our next new moon, a new moon in Libra, we are doing new moon oracle readings. Now, of course, my Magic of Essential Oils oracle deck is now available for pre-order from my website. And so I decided to be exclusively choosing those cards today. I will get back to the animal and the crystal cards as well, but it's a new tool and I like playing with it. and just gives people a bit of an insight as well. So I've chosen one for each of the zodiac signs. And what we're doing is we're also looking at what's actually in the Oracle guidebook that comes with the deck, just so you can get a bit of a, uh, an idea of exactly um, you know, what this deck comprises of. 
So we explored Libra all the way through to Pisces beforehand. So we're going to loop back around and we're going to start with Cancerians. Sorry, not Cancerians. We're going to start with Aries. And for Aries, the card that came up for you was Rosemary. Now, Rosemary, of course, is gifted to us from the leaf of the essential oil. So the energy of that is the element of air. Rosemary has long been associated with the crown chakra. It's got those beautiful purple flowers on it. So we're looking at something to do with our spirituality, with our destiny, with life mission, understanding, um, and, and kind of comprehending, uh, comprehending sorry, um, divine beauty and perfection. Now, Rosemary is one of the plants that is very strongly associated with Jupiter maybe even the most associated with Jupiter. And Jupiter being that big planet, again, into luck, expansion, and ascension. And Jupiter rules Sagittarius. And so Sagittarius is the aspect of our life that looks at our network and our friends and our social life, um, getting out there into the world and kind of expanding in that way. So it's very much about expansion. So Aries, the fact that you got Rosemary, what does that mean? Well, the divinatory meaning of Rosemary is that a higher purpose for you may have been forgotten. A current issue requires further clarification. Remember that you are here on earth to experience this physical reality. Do not jeopardize your physical well-being for spiritual pursuits. Focus on what you would like to have, not how to get it. Leave that to the universe. Do not be afraid to dream big. Delight in your senses of sight, smell, taste, sound, and touch. So when we're looking in the context of this new moon in Libra, and that question that I pose is how can being yourself be a gift to, to the world? Um, then, you know, Rosemary is very much, when we think of all these, like the crown chakra and this expansion, we often think about, okay, how do I kind of get out into the spiritual realms more? But we're here having a, we're physical beings, we're having a physical experience. And Rosemary kind of says, hey, come back here and realize what you're doing here on earth. And in a spiritual context, how can you be a greater person and don't lose track of what you're actually here to do and don't get caught in the mundane either. So what I really encourage you to do if you've got rosemary essential oil, take a deep breath in right now. And if you love it, it really shows that you seek greater discernment in deciding the direction of your life, like you really want to have control. But if you don't like the smell of rosemary, it means that there's a need to look at issues around repressed memories and not wanting to remember something. What are you not wanting to remember? Um, is it to do with something that's happened in the past? Or, you know, is it if you remember what you're actually here to do on this planet, you might actually have to step up and do it. You can't just sit on the couch and watch TV all day. That can sometimes be a bit, you know, confronting for some people. So look at that, Aries. You know, one of the things that Aries is they are renowned for loving the thrill of life and the adventure of life and that type of thing. But Rosemary really encourages um, Aries to look at the reason behind the thrill or look at the purpose behind the thrill. Not that everything can't just be fun, but why are you doing different things? Are you doing it just to get the adrenaline going? Or is it serving a greater purpose for you, for the community, and for humanity? So a practice you can do with rosemary is each time you wash your hair, actually adding a drop of rosemary to the shampoo and massaging it into your scalp um, and focusing on that crown chakra as you affirm, I know what I am here to do. I know what I'm here to do. So this kind of works in a in a double way because what you've got is um, rosemary is really great for healthy hair and then you're obviously massaging it in that area which is the crown chakra which is going to be very beneficial for you know the development of remembering why you're here and the purpose why you're here. 
The crystal that works really well with rosemary is fluorite. Fluorite grows in beautiful cubes, and so it helps us to get structure and order back into our lives. And then the animal wisdom that really corresponds with rosemary is the skunk. Now, the skunk is renowned for, you know, using its smell to get rid of people, but it also uses odour to attract. So again, it's about discernment. That is the key lesson of skunk, being clear on what you want in your life and what you don't want in your life. And skunk can really show you that. Right, on to Taurus. And Taurus, the key message at the top of the guidebook for you, well, first of all, I should tell you which oil you got, shouldn't I? The oil you got was neroli. And this is, of course, the orange blossom from the bitter orange tree. And the phrase is, reach out and touch someone. So being a floral oil, it's associated with the element of water. So we're looking at you on how to how to focus on your emotions, your feelings, and that love. Neroli works really well with the sacral chakra. So it's really, you know, the key superpower of Neroli is intimacy. And I'm not just talking about romantic intimacy with a partner, but getting closer and, um, you know, Connecting with people, and I guess that's the double meaning of this reach out and touch somebody. It's not just physically touching people, but actually connecting and making a difference in people's lives. Neroli, and in fact the entire bitter orange tree, so all the oils that come from the bitter orange tree, that's pedigree, bitter orange, and neroli, are associated with the planet Uranus. Now Uranus is very much about revolution, uniqueness, innovation, and thinking outside the box. So really, kind of how do we change? How do we expand where we are today? And the part of our life that Neroli governs is the house of Aquarius, which has our humanitarian concerns, our community, you know, and how do we make this world a better place? How do we kind of create a, 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 a more expansive, a more positive experience for everyone and everything here on Earth? So the divinatory meaning of neroli is you have been unfairly blamed for something possibly. And that may have just kind of hurt you a little bit. Um, that could be a bit of symptomatic of the mercury retrograde that's happening at the moment. Um, but you'll soon um, recover from any shock, any trauma or hysteria. You have the ability to attract your desires. Think outside the square, will, or thinking outside the square I should say, will offer the insights you desire. You are being beckoned to venture beyond your comfort zone and explore the mysterious and rapturous corners of life. Your difference is your gift. Allow your radiance and beauty to shine. Cease negative talk. Look to connect with people on a deeper level. Embrace intimacy. Turn sex into lovemaking and touch someone. So some really profound things in that divinatory meaning. First of all, you know, we were talking about, okay, what is our gift that we offer the world? Um, and the answer is right there for you, um, Taurus. The, 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 your, I don't know, your difference is your gift. So your uniqueness and just being who you are is your gift as well. We're also looking at, um, you know, Taurians are renowned for, you know, liking structure and stability, and that's their strong point but can also be their downfall if you're kind of getting a bit stuck in your ways. And Neroli really does beckon you to step out of your comfort zone. It's been used, the center's been used by nymphs and newlyweds and ladies of the night and Cleopatra. And even researchers have found that, you know, it allows us to connect intimately and to think outside the square. So it's a really good one for, you know, being a white flower. It also can be really great to use around the full moon beckoning us out of our comfort zone if we want our life to change we need to step out of our what we're currently doing as well we can't just expect the world to change around us and we remain the same and neroli really helps us to do that 
So grab yourself some Neroli essential oil, take a deep breath in, and if you love it, it shows that you have a fervent desire to form deeper and more intimate relationships. But if you don't like it, this would suggest to me that you're resisting becoming intimate with others, not just sexually, but also just opening up to share who you are with another. And maybe you feel that others aren't interested or others don't care or that you know people might be um, shocked by what you, who you truly are or something like that. But your difference is your gift and your authentic, authenticity is your gift as well. So a really beautiful thing to do with Neroli each night is to anoint your face, your sacral chakra and the soles of your feet with Neroli as you affirm, my divinity draws people closer to me. My divinity draws people closer to me. And this is a beautiful, you know, practice to really get into the habit of doing and just going, hey, who I truly am is, is actually my gift. And that's different from other people, but that's my gift. The crystal, if you'd like to work with a crystal with your neuroli, is a stone called Tiffany Stone. Now, Tiffany Stone is found, it's a combination of different crystals growing together. You get this beautiful dance of purples, different shades of purple and white. Uh, it's only found in Utah, in the United States of America. So a bit of a rare stone. But being violet, it's very much, you know, a lot of the violet crystals can be concerned with, you know, they're obviously all to do with the crown chakra and spirituality, but they can be a bit serious. Whereas Tiffany's like, spirituality has to be fun. It, you know, it is one of the key terms of Tiffany Stone is turn sex into lovemaking. It's about just enjoy whatever the pleasurable life or, or the pleasurable parts of life are. Enjoy your journey very much so. And then the animal guide or the animal wisdom that comes in to help us with Neroli is the manta ray. Now, the manta rays are sometimes referred to as the angels of the ocean. Why? Because they just seamlessly glide through the ocean through the emotional realm and neroli being a flower oil and thus being associated with the element of water and thus emotion the manta rays show us how to glide through the water now we know manta rays and stingrays some of them have those stinging barbs so they have strong boundaries if you get in the way they'll you know you'll get barbed you'll get stung but most of the time that's fine they're safe and they just show you how to glide through and be really clear on on where you're going so Torians, your guidance and your, um, I guess your message and the oil that I encourage you to work with over the next few weeks, especially around that new moon time, would definitely be Neroli. Okay, moving on to Gemini. Now, if you hear some little rumbles happening in the background, I do have one of my cats sitting on my lap and she's quite happy and purring, so you may hear a little bit of purring um, each time I stop to pause for a breath. So apologies for that, but I hope you don't mind that nice sound as well. So... For Gemini's, the card that came up for you, the essential oil that came up for you, is Jasmine. And the key phrase at the top of the Oracle book for Jasmine, on the Jasmine page, is you have the magic to create the life you love. Now, it's interesting going from that Taurus to the Gemini, and we've got these two very magical floral oils. So again, the energies, when we look at Jasmine, Jasmine is associated with emotions, feelings, and love because it's a flower oil, it's a water oil. It's a very high vibration oil. So this is associated with those above chakras. The things like our soul star and our stellar gateway chakra, which help our connection to the universe, our spiritual realms, our spiritual team, our guides, our angels, and so on. Being a white flower, this one is associated with the moon. And we know the moon is to do with intuition, magic, stillness, introspection, the divine feminine. Um, and it's to do with the house of Pisces. So it's really looking at our spirituality um, and the other realms and that type of thing. So, what's the divinatory uh, definition of Jasmine for you, Geminis? Emotional coldness, 
anxiety or lack of trust is preventing profound connection with others. An opportunity for sacred connection with another is available. Do something romantic. Embrace your sexuality. Delight in the enchantment of touch. Look for the beauty in all things. Pay attention to your dreams. The heavens are willing to listen to your prayers. There is an opportunity to create magic and take a moon bath. Now you may have to wait a couple of weeks to, weeks to take a moon bath, but all those other things, you know, as a Gemini myself, I'm kind of reading it going, oh, okay, noted. Um, you know, especially the emotional coolness, anxiety, sometimes, you know, Geminis can retreat back to kind of um, consider the information that they've gathered out in the world because they are information gatherers and this can come across as coldness um, and then think overthinking that can cause a bit of anxiety as well and I think I could probably be guilty of coldness, anxiety and a lack of trust um, in the last week or two so yeah <laughs> I don't know if that reading helped you but it helped me anyways I'll be working with Jasmine for sure so grab your Jasmine essential oil this is always a really interesting one because some people find it quite overpowering. If you love it, it shows that you really have a desire to immerse yourself in the full rainbow of pleasures that the world has to offer. If you hate it, if you go, oh, it's too much, that to me always shows that you've become disconnected with the romantic magic and pleasures of the senses in the world. It's almost as like, oh, it's all too much pleasure and magic because it is quite a euphoric essential oil and a euphoric aroma. A really great thing to do with Jasmine each night is to sit outside gazing up at the stars and the moon um, and just see if you can sense the magnificence of the universe and then breathe in the aroma of jasmine and sense the same magnificence within you just feel that magic back in the world again so that's what i love about jasmine is that it, it takes you to a to a higher vibration that's why it's associated with those higher chakras it's really good for lifting you there now, the crystal that's associated with is the, rain, of course, rainbow moonstone, which is that beautiful white moonstone that when it's caught on certain angles, you get these rainbow shimmers, especially deep blues shimmering through it. And the animal guide that really kind of gives us the wisdom of jasmine is the stag. And what I love about the stag, so graceful, so gentle, yet so powerful. And, you know, they have their feet firmly on the ground, they're big animals, but then they have their antlers. And it's said that each antler represents, you know, the more points on the antlers, the more ascended the stag is and the wider the stag is. Obviously, each year it gets older. It gains wisdom as well. And, you know, sometimes those messages you can either take, if you're into numerology, point, if you see a stag, um, count the number of points on the antlers, and that's a numerology symbol as well. Really, really quite cool. So stags, if I asked you to be like a stag for the next week or next two weeks, Gemini, could you do that? Adopt that energy, adopt that gracefulness, and that power, um, and that would really help as well. So bring in, if you've got some rainbow moonstone, wear that, work with jasmine, diffuse it, include a drop with your skincare, um, anoint yourself in it, use it as your natural perfume, embrace your um, jasmine, and that's going to be your gift to the world. It's, remember that Gemini's, we do have gifts to the world, and don't pull back, don't pull back. I guess that's what jasmine is saying, is, is step beyond the mundane and the, the, the coldness and the anxiety and go, how can I be better? How can I be a better version of myself and shine a little bit brighter in the world? All right, moving on to Cancer and Cancerians, you got the card and that's the essential oil of lemon myrtle, the beautiful oil gifted to us from Australia. 
the energies around lemon myrtle. First of all, we look at the elemental energy, that is air, because it's gifted to us from the leaves. So again, air is looking at that mental, that intellectual realm. It's associated with the solar plexus chakra. So here we're looking at, okay, what do we need to look at with your personal power, your radiance, your ability to shine out in the world, your cooperation, um, your sociability. Um, Lemon myrtle, again, is to do with also um, mercury. So communication, the mind, and it's a house of Gemini. So sharing ideas and information, studying, learning, intellectual pursuits, um, mental health, all that type of thing. So that's what Lemon Myrtle is looking at. So this is the area that needs a bit of focus and possibly it could be where your gifts are or where you can up-level your gifts here right now, Cancer. So the divinatory meaning of Lemon Myrtle, you may currently be dealing with others' ignorance, conceit, anger, jealousy or greed. These behaviours stem from a lost soul. Pray that they will find their way. Remember that everyone is doing their best. Know that everyone is equal. Eliminate feelings of pride and arrogance as well as inferiority. Socialise more. Collaborate more. Seek to make new friends and welcome guests into your home. So this is a really interesting one here, Cancer, because you are these beautiful homemakers and these beautiful, you keep the family together. But make sure that you're not getting, you know, because you are an emotional sign being a water sign, this is about kind of letting the mind kick in a little bit and kind of look at a better perspective of, you know, okay, well, if some people in your life, in your world, in your sphere are upsetting you, they're doing their best and they just, they may have lost their way. And to offer them love and support and not to kind of think I'm better than them or even don't allow yourself to feel inferior in any way. And the more we get out and the more we talk to people, not talk at people, but talk with people, that's how we form those deep connections. And, you know, that's where sometimes just being an ear to listen and someone who's willing to ask questions and inquire and learn about other people, that can be a great gift as well, Cancerians. So grab your lemon myrtle, breathe it in, and if you love it, it really shows that you do have this desire to form mutually beneficial relationships with others, which is very solar plexus energy. But if you hate lemon myrtle, then you're holding on to some pain that's really preventing equal relationships with others, and that really needs to be looked at. A practice to work with lemon myrtle is start each day diffusing, spritzing, wiping down, and or anointing a solar plexus chakra with lemon myrtle. So either diffusing, spritzing, wiping down surfaces, or anointing solar plexus chakra with lemon myrtle, or a combination, or all of them. Go all out. As the oil permeates around your space, visualize a soft yellow light filling up the area. This light will help to bring a sense of ease, joy, and sociability to your day. So the crystal that works really well with lemon myrtle is angelite. And angelite is a soft blue crystal I've been talking a lot about it on social media over the last few weeks. Love it. And I love it because it helps with communication because it's a crystal of listening to other people as well. Um, and the animal guide that came in, or, or the wisdom, is the cockatiel, which is a common pet around the word, world. Often, sometimes you get that yellow color. It is native to Australia. And any cockatiels are part of the parrot family. Any of the parrot family, this is parrots, budgies, macaws, um, you know, cockatiels, the whole kit and caboodle, they're all about expression. So a yellow um, parrot is about expression of our light, shining who we are, being a bit more joyous, happy, sociability. So it's really leaning into that solar plexus energy right now. 
So that is my guidance for you, Cancerians. So now we move over to good old Leos. And Leos, you got lemon. From lemon myrtle to lemon. So whereas lemon myrtle is from the leaf of a plant, a totally different plant, lemon, of course, is gifted to us from the fruit. So the key phrase when we look at lemon on the guidebook in my um, oracle card book is shine as brightly, uh, shine so brightly that others have no choice but to follow you. And Leo's, this is kind of a confirmation of your your general energy, really, of that you are that have that ability to shine bright. The element energy that is associated with lemon is being a fruit oil, the element of fire. So it's about passion, transformation, action, and vitality. Again, we're hanging out at the solar plexus chakra again. So this is again about your personal power and your radiance. The ruler of lemon, it's ruled by the sun, which is a ruler of Leo as well. So this is very much about growth, brilliance. So we're really bringing in this expansive energy with lemon as well. Remember that lemons are used to detox, get rid of the darkness and bring in the light so that we can shine. And the house or the zodiac sign that lemon is associated with is Leo. So Leo, this is really looking at this leisure, pleasure and play aspect of life and the enjoyable aspects of life. The divinatory meaning of lemon is you have the ability to overcome a current challenge. Do not let self-limiting beliefs hold you back. There is no need to hold on to pain or to punish yourself. You are brilliant. You are beautiful. You are sexy. You have only to work on loving yourself. Take your rightful place in the world and shine. Let your wings unfurl. Find at least one fun thing that you can do today. So grab your lemon essential oil, take a deep breath in, and if you love it, it shows that you are ready to cast off the shadows and shine like the star that you truly are. But if you're not liking lemon at the moment, that would show or suggest to me that you're focusing on your faults rather than your brilliance. So each morning, I'd love you to grab a bit of lemon essential oil and anoint your solar plexus chakra and feel the light within you start to glow. You can also add lemon to your diffuser and spread an energy that is courageous and joyous around your space. Sense the elated vibration within you and around you and carry that throughout the day. So really start the day working with lemon to pick your energy up to the right level. The crystal that works really well with lemon is Heliodor. Now Heliodor is a yellow emerald. So it's it's a bit of a rarer crystal but a really quite powerful one and an amazing animal for you, Leo. You got the good old eagle. So eagles, of course, they they rise above all. They don't scratch around with the chickens. They, you know, they really kind of have that ability to soar high, be magnificent, and that's what you're being invited to do. Leo, be your true self, and that is going to be the best gift you can give to the world. So we're wrapping up with our final sign for this week, and that is cilantro leaf came for you, Virgos. And... Basically, the phrase that I have, I think I may have actually edited this and and dulled it down for the final thing, but I'm reading off my manuscript at the moment. But the the message is, drink a green juice, unfriend the arsehole, throw some junk out, let go of that poisonous shit out of your life. So that's detox, basically. So the energy is associated with cilantro. It's another, it's a leaf oil. So it's again from the element of air. We're looking at our mindset. It's still the heart. So giving and receiving. So looking at our mindset around giving and receiving associated with the moon. Uh, so that's intuitive stillness, the energy. So going inwards, looking at that. And then cancer, family. So around people that we're close to, 
what ha- we need to look at the giving and receiving and what's been happening there. So the divinatory meaning of cilantro leaf. Greater freedom is available to you now. The limitations of your life are your own creation. Stop trying to control people or situations. Focus on improving yourself. Listen to the guidance of your emotions rather than letting them run your life. What feels good is in alignment with your soul and what feels bad is not. You have not fully healed a relationship until you're willing to embrace the other person and no longer want to change who they are or what they have done. It's time for a detox on all levels. So Virgos, you are the healers of the Zodiac. But in that need or that desire to want to get everything perfect in harmony again, you can be a bit forceful or when it's not perfect, you can be judgmental. And cilantro is saying, let that go. Just embrace that a little bit. So grab some cilantro leaf essential oil. Remember, cilantro coriander, it's two different names for the same plant. Um, And we get two oils from this plant. We get from the leaf and we get from the seed. So if you are a doTERRA customer and you use doTERRA essential oils, they produce cilantro from the leaf of the plant and coriander from the same plant, but that's from the seed. can get a little bit confusing sometimes. We're today looking at cilantro leaf for you Virgos. So breathe in that cilantro leaf and if you love it, it suggests that you are in the right space to start letting go of toxic emotions and clingy, obsessive or limiting habits in order to lighten your heart and feel greater emotional liberation. If you're hating it though, that suggests that past poisons that you've been carrying around for so long have become habitual and are slowly draining you. It's time to start looking at them and letting them go. So what you can do is you can place a drop of cilantro leaf essential oil in the palm of your hands each morning and inhale the aroma. Then place your hands over your heart and ask yourself, what would feel good today? Make plans to devote more time and energy to those actions in the day ahead. The crystal that works really well with cilantro is fuchsite. Some people uh, uh, pronounce it fuchsite. It's spelled F-U-C-H-S-I-T-E. But it's actually, I believe it's German surname of the gentleman who discovered it, Fuchsite. Sounds a bit rude, but that's what it is. Fuchsite. This beautiful green crystal with little shimmering glitter parts in it kind of thing. Really brings a kind of joyous nature, stabilizing um, nature as well, but really uplifting. And the animal that works really well with cilantro is the robin. Now, the robin is known as a herald of bringing, um, singing in new beginnings, singing in the spring and that type of thing. So it really brings in that that uplifting energy. Let's get rid of the old and the density and the poison that you're carrying around in your life on all levels and feel elevated. So there we go. Oracle card readings done for yet another week. I hope that's been helpful. So just to kind of sum up and summarize again, there are two things that you can expect in the week ahead. You've got series going into retrograde, which we started looking at. And series is about feeling nurtured and nourished. And what tends to happen is you tend to feel all alone when this happens because you find that no one else is nurturing you. But this is your ability or, or your chance to find out how can I nourish and nurture myself and how can I shine bright. And then with this new moon in Libra leading towards our full moon in Aries in a couple of weeks time, Libra is all about relationships. So it's really strongly about looking at how can I be who I want to be and how can that be a gift to other people? That's what the new moon contemplation is. So sit outside with a cup of tea. And just consider that on the new moon. 
See how, how that makes you feel and really lean into your gifts. And I hope that that essential oil can help you. And I really hope that this podcast has helped you as well. So thank you for joining me for another week on The Blessed Journey. And we'll dive into something just as magical next week. Once a new lunar cycle begins, once series is in retrograde, we're ready to tackle our next challenge and keep evolving and ascending to our next level. Thank you so much for joining me on The Blessed Journey today. I hope what we've explored has helped to ignite a light within you so that you may shine a little bit brighter out in the world. Feel free to subscribe so you get notified of future episodes and I love receiving your five-star reviews and reading your comments. Until the next episode, check me out on social media. Go to adambarillet.com. Find me under Adam Barillet at YouTube and Instagram as well as Crystal Connections with Adam Barillet on Facebook. I look forward to joining you again soon. Blessed be.